Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with a special guest today, Ms. Spencer Snakerd. She is an executive transformation coach, a trainer, and a speaker. And Spencer, I am so excited to have you here. If you could introduce yourself, I gave you a little bit of an intro, but can you introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. So yeah, I'm an executive transformation coach. And, and what that means really is I work with my uh, clients from, from the inside out. We get into the um, kind of do the, the digging and the deep work on what's really driving them as, as human beings, as spiritual beings, first and foremost, and how that expresses itself out in the world and in their work, um, where we can really open up new possibilities and access avenues to the things they want to create in their business and really in all areas of their life so that they can break free from any of those inner blocks that may be getting in the way. Um, you know, things that I think we all as humans deal with like fear and doubt and feelings of not being enough. Um, our identity that tends to, to sort of take over and kick in a lot of times of who we think we need to be in the world. Um, so I help people really start to be able to recognize and identify and break free from those things so they can, um, you know, go from really being able to maximize their full potential to, to go from good to great for, for lack of a better way to say that. Well, I love the idea of going from good to great, because I think that that's the, the, you know, if people feel stuck, if people feel, um, when, when we hear that, we typically, we envision kind of somebody that's just not good, not in a good place, you know, they're kind (laughs) of a mess there. And, and that's just, that's just not the case, you know, good, um, it's what your definition of good is. It's, it's completely, um, it's completely up to whatever your situation is. It could be that you, you could be making a million dollars a year and you're like, but I want to make 10. That could be your good to great. It could be, (laughs) you know, it could be like, you know, I haven't been able to get this business off the ground. That might be your stock, but so I'm glad that you brought that up. And because I like, and, and just tell us a little bit about your story about who you are and how you kind of ended up in this space and you ended up being a transformational coach. Yeah, I, um, you know, I think I always, I think I've always been a believer in anything is possible and, and we really can create our life as we, as we want it and as we know it. And um, I got a degree in psychology and realized, you know, I got a degree in psychology thinking I wanted to help people, but realized in the process of that degree, it's not necessarily I want to help people with severe psychological issues. It's I want to help, quote unquote, regular people or or for the most part, healthy people um, live their best life to really live a life filled with passion and purpose and um, being fully expressed, making, making a life that they want for themselves, a life of their own design. And so a year or so after college, I had the incredibly good fortune of discovering a a three-day transformational training seminar um, that was absolutely miraculous, both in what I experienced myself and in what I witnessed others experiencing out of this. Um, I had been, I had just, just one example. I had had eating disorders for 10 years of my life from age 10 up until around 20 pretty severe struggles with eating disorders and self-image and which is certainly a psychological challenge and and um, had gotten to where I really felt like I kind of had a handle on it, but it also felt like 
I'd always have this monkey on my back and I'd always have to deal with it and be cautious of it and look out for where it may get in my way again. And, you know, day one of the seminar, I was just like, I'm done. I don't need that anymore. I don't need that hanging over me. And I don't need to be a victim to my own thoughts and feelings. And um, it was just so incredibly powerful. And from that moment, I was like, this is it. This this work is what I was put on this earth to do. Um, and that was really before coaching was even a thing. That was in 1996, before the, the ICF, the International Coaching Federation existed. And um, even some of the, some of the big names like Tony Robbins, like he was just getting started in, in the space and in fame at that point. So it really was not a big thing yet. Um, but I just knew this was for me. And so the last 25 years, I've, it's been kind of a long and winding road to get to where I am now. But over the last 25 years, a lot of my own personal growth and development um, have gotten, you know, various certifications and trainings and worked with some incredible coaches and mentors and teachers myself. And, um, and here I am now finally doing it uh, full time for the last five years or so as my, my full purpose and expression in life. Feels good, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> Especially after a long corporate career that was a bit of a detour where I hoped I would do uh, at least something similar to this work in that corporate setting. And it sort of never went that way. So I, I had to find other ways outside of my quote unquote real job to still be able to to make the mark that I felt like I'm here to make. Well, and it's funny because like, you know, and I had my own corporate experience and, you know, your soul is always talking to you. There's yes. always, there's, and, you know, and that shows up in different ways for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, when I was in corporate, I, I felt creatively stifled. So mm -hmm. I remember I went and I became a makeup artist. I learned, I got mm -hmm. trained and became certified as a makeup artist. And I was doing makeup on the weekends for weddings. Yes. And I was, so I was working this like 60 hours a week job. I was just, I was killing myself at work, but I spent my weekends doing yep. people's makeup because I needed to, there was an itch that had to be scratched. I was yes. like, you are not creatively in tune. Yes. And then I remember I did that. I I was doing that. And then I was like, it's still not, I'm still not better. It's still mm -hmm. there. And it really was telling me to leave that something was wrong. Yes. <laughs> but, but I was like, I'm going to go. And I was an actor. I was like, I'm going to go take an improv class because I feel like I've dulled all of my senses. So I went right. and took improv and I did all these things. So it, it's, it's funny how we're always looking for like the, the we're always being told and yes. inch towards something. We're just sometimes we're, we're, the messaging can get fuzzy and yes. we either misinterpret it or we're <laughs> resistant to fully listening to the call that we know we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is always a call. There's always a call. We're just not always um, attuned to it or, or willing to follow it yet. There may be reasons, various reasons why, you know, for some reason we're resisting it and saying, no, 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 but not that, not yet, or I can't, or I'm not worthy of that, or so many other things that may pull us off of that path. And I think it's important to kind of point out there that we don't always know that that's that that is what we are answering with. Yeah. We don't always know. And more often than not, I think we don't until yeah. somebody points it out to us or asks us a good question, which yeah. is kind of the benefit of having a coach is that they point out your blind spots because we're operating in some sort of pattern, all of us, and we might not be cognizant of the fact that we are saying, I'm not ready for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that not everybody knows that they are the thing keeping them from going to from good to great. 
Yes, 100%. I think so much of it is subconscious. I mean, I think that's essentially what you're saying there of like, as we're not recognizing it so often that consciously we think I'm totally on the right track. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm loving how things are going, or this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And we're not realizing that subconsciously, a lot of times there's something very different going on. And also sometimes subconsciously, we can really be working against our best interests or intentions as far as what we what we think we're going for, what we think we're doing all the right things for, um, and just not even recognize where sometimes, you know, I have many people say to me, I feel like I'm my own worst enemy, or I, I, I feel like I'm constantly sabotaging myself if I could only get out of my own way. Mm. And, um, you know, I think it's completely self subconscious. And it's one of those things that we need to be able to recognize and have some compassion for, like, that's part of how we're wired. And when we can recognize it and see that it's at play and be able to consciously choose or freely choose something else, that's when we really start to get freedom and access to who we really are and what we really want. Most definitely. And and I think like you and I were talking a little bit before the show, because what just came up for me kind of reminded me that we were talking about this is, is having that compassion for yourself when, yeah. when those things come up, because that's I think one of the, and curious what your experience is, but for me, what I've noticed working with people is one of the, the most sinister things that happens is we, we, you know, so we have the pattern, we're operating in the pattern mm-hmm. and then we point out the pattern yep. and then we judge ourselves mm-hmm. for being in the pattern. And we're like, right. so stupid. Why did I do that? Or you find yourself operating in it again. And rather than being compassionate, we beat ourselves up and that actually makes it worse. So I'm curious, like, I know you have kind of an approach of compassion. If you could start talking about that, maybe a little bit, we can see what comes up there. Yeah. There's, so there's so much to what you just said. I I absolutely love where, where you're going with this, that it's, I I think, yes. Um, I'm like, I have so many things in my head right now that I (laughs) want to respond to that with. I'm trying to break it down into pieces. So part of it, I think that you spoke to there is our, this desire we have to be right, to like Mm -hmm. collect evidence for things. And so, as you said, we get this pattern going and then it's like, see, there I go again. See, look how terrible that is. See, I can't believe I keep doing the same thing. And that is very much part of what keeps us in that feeling of being stuck. Again, whether you truly are stuck or whether it's um, more of just your own high expectations for yourself that you feel like you're not meeting. Um, a lot of times I think it is that like, we're just collecting more evidence for it. And, and the more evidence we collect, the more evidence we see, because it's like all of a sudden it's this filter on like, you know, like when you go shopping for a new car and suddenly all you see is that car everywhere on the road. Same thing with like every aspect of our life and our business. And, um, you know, it's very much part of, I really believe it's very much part of our natural wiring as human beings. I, I love that expression from the French philosopher that says we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And I believe that who we truly are is spiritual beings. We are a soul. We are a, a beingness that exists uh, way beyond the confines of these physical bodies we're contained in. And as these limitless spiritual beings that are an extension of our creator, we have a daily moment by moment reminder of our limitations in these human bodies that are breakable and can be damaged and can die and have an expiration date on them. And so in our humanity, we have very logical fears and needs to survive and to 
self-preserve, keep ourselves safe and um, continue our existence. And while many of us aren't, (laughs) I would like to think that none of your listeners here are being chased by saber-toothed tigers anymore, although many of us do have some other forms of of legit threats or or risks in our lives. Um, But, you know, for the most part, we all have a roof over our head and food in our bellies and our basic physical needs met. And so I feel like in modern times, what this has become is like a threat to our identity, to who we think we need to be, to not get kicked out of the cave because we still have those millions of years of evolution, those caveman instincts in us where our survival depends on our our tribe, for lack of a better word, our family, our community. Um, and so we, we, you know, figure out who we think we need to be. And, and that then becomes our safety zone. And, and the thing is like, it's not like your identity is a bad thing and we all have them. It's not like you can get rid of it either. Um, but we don't realize how blindly led we are by that identity and how we have to be that. And if we're not that, there's, you know, the fear of like, well, who am I if I'm not that? And what will happen? What horrific thing will happen if I'm not that? Because this thing has been keeping me safe. Yeah. And so many things came up. First of all, I want to sort of point out that I got a little bit of chill when you said, um, you know, that we are humans having, that we are souls having a human experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Because I said that literally like 20 minutes ago to someone else. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, that's kind of a weird saying to to hear back to you. But, um, and something that I ask my clients and I ask people too, that, that comes up because, well, let me just stay with that. They were souls having a human experience or spiritual beings having a human experience. Um, it's important to sort of point out that like I, for me, I loved looking at it like, like I know we're all about, all about integration, but I like looking at them as two different parts of me. Yeah. Um, it helps remind me that both sides of these things are normal to yes. give both of them the attention, love and compassion and respect that they deserve. Yes. Not just looking at the, we're all about enlightenment. We're all about like the divinity and, you know, there's all of this stuff like getting to your highest self and your feminine energy and all of this stuff where we almost, it's, it's almost like we're saying that the human is no good. We want to be this other thing. Right. Right. And that's not true. The human is like the vehicle that's taking us around and giving us the experience. You need to give both of them love, respect, and attention. So for me, sometimes like when I, when I feel like I'm beating myself up or with, or I catch a client that's judging, I'll be like, go hug yourself. Go give your, go give your human body a big hug. Go look at her in the mirror and tell her how sorry you are for being so mean to her lately. (laughs) You've been, you've been pretty rough on this girl. Yeah. Cut her some slack because we're all looking at the, the upward path into like Mm -hmm. the cosmos. And -hmm. we forget that we are humans living on this earth. You want to like have all of these things around you and and have this life you want to put in the physical world, but you want to live for some reason in the, the ethers mm-hmm. and that there's a disconnect there. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. And it's funny. I was, uh, I was listening to one of your recent episodes where you said something that I hardly ever hear anyone say, but I say it too. And it cracked me up that we both spoke like the exact same thing about how I really believe we choose this life. I believe we choose our family. I believe we choose our parents. We choose where we're born into because of this human experience that on a soul level, we want, we want the, the messiness of life. We want the 
the challenges of life. We want the um, sort of the contrast, I guess, like Esther Hicks talks a lot about how part of what we're here for is contrast. Um, it's like, you know, if everything's all la-di-da, love and light, it's all good all the time. Like, that's not interesting. That's not fun. And not that I'm saying, you know, we want drama and heartbreak, but when we experience um, you know, even like, I remember even as a teenager thinking about the, like, you can't really experience something without the contrast of, of the opposite. You don't know what hot is. If you, you don't experience hot until you've also experienced cold, you don't experience love until you've also experienced heartbreak. And, and so to, to have that, that full richness of the experience, I, I agree with you completely looking at these two sides as they're appreciating and valuing and honoring each for what they are as our spiritual beingness and our human beingness. Um, and looking at really, um, you know, for me, it then also goes to, as you mentioned, integration, like how do we bring our full spiritual self and be fully spiritually expressed in this human experience, in this human life that we're living? Well, something that like, and I'm a big analogy person. Yes. So one of the things and visualization is, is big for me too. Just, just thinking about like, so if I think about my soul mm-hmm. and she wants to go on a vacation mm-hmm. and the vacation she's choosing is to go. So if I go on vacation um, and I go to Italy, I'm not going to sit in the hotel room and only watch television. I'm going to go experience everything that I possibly can yes. with the time that I'm given in Italy. I want to be dreaming in Italian. I want to be, I want to consume it. I want to experience it. That's the type of traveler I am. Yes. So my soul is like that. So when you have the heartbreak, when you have the moment, when you have the pain, the physical pain, the whatever it is, it's, there's such purpose in it. If you think yeah. about it as this is, I'm supposed to experience this for some reason. And if I can find the reason, then it's part of the journey. And if it's part of the journey, then it's, it's helping me get to where I want to go. Then you can, that allows you to have some freaking gratitude, even (laughs) for the hard, hard times. And that's what makes life beautiful, I think. Right. Absolutely. I think it's all like, there's so much when I, when I look back on certain experiences in my life that felt like struggle, that felt even at times miserable, quite honestly, but I look back and I see the purpose in them. And I, and, and, you know, and I think there's been a lot of talk lately about toxic positivity. Like I, I fully (laughs) appreciate how like not immediately going to, Oh, it's all good. It's all wonderful. But, you know, to experience that experience for what it is to really be with the full richness of it for all of its beauty and all of its muck and misery as well, but to fully embrace it. And, and yeah, I totally see purpose in things looking back. Um, as part of our, I think, you know, I think it's always part of our spiritual growth, part of our spiritual journey. It, it absolutely is. And those, those emotions, it's not about like, it's not about, you know, when I say be grateful for it, mm-hmm. it's, it's about allowing that full expression of whatever that emotion is and allowing it to happen and not judging it, yeah. not, not wishing it was over sooner. Just, you know, if it's, if it sucks, it sucks. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you know, like this sucks, but I'm going to like, I'm going to experience the full suck of it so that I can have this experience. I'm obviously supposed to have, you don't wallow in it, but you allow it to happen. And then that allows you to actually move past it. When we choke it off and we don't allow it to happen, then like I was like, we don't get closure on it. 
You know, it just, it made me laugh just thinking as you talked about analogies before, like what immediately popped into my head as you said that is like when a child is crying, like a child like mm -hmm. legitimately is in pain, hurts themselves. And the parents like, stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> It's kind of like we do that to ourselves too. We're like, move past that. Don't let that bother you. Keep going. And it like doesn't allow us to have to have the experience of it. And it's a genuine, authentic experience that we need to honor and and appreciate for what it is. Girl, I got a three-year-old. So that's like <laughs> my my day <laughs> on any given day. It's just like very, very big emotions. But yes. it's interesting because you know that they're mirroring us, they're mirroring our world, yes. they're mirroring like the the energy that's, that they're feeling around us. And you know what, the more I let them have it, the shorter they are, yes. the less intense they are, the less they intense they are over time. Yeah. The more I let him just like, I just tell him like, I get it. You're upset, man. I get upset too. Do you want a yeah. hug? Do you want mommy to like, <laughs> well, you know, like I'm here if you need me, but yeah. you just, you, you cry if you need to cry. And then he's like, I am okay. Yeah. Like, he's just like, he has it out. And then like, like lightning. Yeah. Instantly shifts into, and I'm like, are you all right? I am okay. And yeah. then he's off playing again. That's so cute. Yeah. And I, you know, what I hear in that too, is also like that you're, you're seeing him, you're hearing him, you're giving him space to be with where he is. And, and I think like, that's a beautiful thing, an incredible parenting skill that you're working there. And I think at the same time, there's a lesson there for all of us of like doing that for ourselves. We, we would never talk to other people the way we talk to ourselves, that inner voice that's like, suck it up, move on. I can't believe you screwed this up again. Why are you doing that? Why aren't you doing that? You know, if we would interact with our ourselves, like you're interacting with your three-year-old son, we would all have a completely different experience of life. Well, and that's been a huge teacher for me to remind myself, like when I have, like I, because I'm so in tune with it, with my, right. my child, that it reminds me like when it comes in, in my sphere, when I do it to myself, I'd be like, have some compassion. That's where I like, I remember I'm a human yeah. and I become the soul consoling the human yeah. rather than, rather than beating her up for not being further along or because yeah. that just leads to nowhere. Yeah, um, totally. And, and I think that kind of leads us into just talking about like creative and business gridlock. So mm -hmm. us becoming that bottleneck in our business, us mm -hmm. becoming um, or not. What do you do if somebody comes to you and they say, um, I know I'm in my own way, but I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what the right steps are to to get out of it. I'm just sort right. of blind to it. What right. what is your approach to that when someone comes to you with something like that? Yeah. So my, um, my, my approach I use really with almost all my clients is, is based in my methodology where it is a first off an acknowledgement of that spiritual side and looking at, well, what do you really want to begin with? Yeah. The first pillar of my methodology is alignment and that's aligning with who you really are, what you're here for and what matters most to you. And the, what matters most to you includes not only from a values perspective, but also from like, what do you really want? What do you really want in life? What do you really want in every area of life? Not just business. Cause if you only focus on what you really want for the business as an entrepreneur, you're going to be toast in the other areas. If you build a business that doesn't, um, 
I always tell my clients, don't build, don't build the business you want and then try to fit your life around it. You want to mm. build the life you want and fit the business into it. So, um, so yeah, so we really, we start with that. And a lot of times that question that you led with is, is answered by them recognizing, well, I'm going down a path or I'm doing something that I really don't even want to be doing or that I feel is expected of me or that I feel is what I can do. But what I really want to do is this. Mm. Um, I even, it's funny, I, uh, one of my first, one of my early one-on-one coaching clients I knew had passion, huge passion for um, health and wellness and teaching people that healthy eating does not have to be suffering and misery and it can actually like fuel you and be enjoyable and the whole thing. And so we had our uh, our discovery call to con- talk about working together. And she said, well, I know you know about the, the health thing that I want to do, but I think instead what I'm going to start with is I'm going to be a VA, a virtual assistant. And then, yeah, I know you're making a face and I made the same face. And <laughs> And it was so obvious, you know, I won't go into all the details of it, but I'll just say it was so obvious to me that that was just her fear kicking in. That was that human fear of, will I succeed? Will I fail? What will people think of me? Will this work? Am I worthy of this? Do I have enough to offer to people for this? And I said to her flat out, I was like, look, if that's what you decide you really want to do, I wish you the best, but I won't work with you to support you on that. And she cracked, like there was a long pause. And then she literally laughed out loud. And she's like, you won't work with me for that. And I'm like, hell no, I am not going to support you in playing small and like turning away from your passion and your purpose because you're afraid it's not going to work. My job is to help you fulfill that passion and purpose and do it with ease and with joy and with, you know, as much flow as possible. But I am not going to support you in doing something that I know you really don't want to do. And so she ended up signing on and has gone the path of the health coach now and is, is well on her way for that. Um, but it is, it's, it's kind of funny how we do. We tend to sometimes get in our way with that. And so the, the next thing often that I go into with people, the second uh, pillar of my framework is insight into our humanity. What are those aspects that are getting in our way? And, um, you know, I can even see in my own life and in my own business and certainly in many of my clients where there, there is often some fear, some doubt, some um, aspect of your identity that's standing in the way that you can't even see. And once we work on revealing what's there, sort of shining a spotlight on it, it gives them the freedom to be able to um, choose, to freely choose something different or to freely choose what they're doing already, but they never really freely choose to do what they're doing already. <laughs> Because usually if they're feeling stuck, what they're doing already is not something empowering or inspiring or exciting for them. And they're like, yeah, let's move on past that. Right. And, and, you know, I, I think what you were talking about, about like the, the playing small and you're not going to support somebody, it, 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 you know, you're really, you're loving, you're lovingly pushing people in the direction that their heart really wants to go, but yeah. they don't quite have the courage and they don't have the courage to, to walk that path just yet. Right. And, and, but that's what you hire a coach for. And yeah. I say that to my people all the time. I'm like, I'm going to push you right now, but it's, you know, and I say that from the very beginning that, you know, it's all out of love, but I'm not doing you a, a service if I, just allow you to just because it's a different path doesn't mean that isn't it isn't leading you exactly to the same dead end that all the other paths did yeah and what we want to do is we want to get to the road that just keeps going and and that that is easy for you to drive down yeah um so you brought up identity yes and and let's talk about that Okay. Let's talk about identity. Yeah. Because I think that that trips some people up. And, but I think it is the, I think it is a big key to unlocking your potential and and realizing why you are blocked. 
Yes. So talk to me a little bit about where you come from with identity and, and how you see it. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, I think the simplest, again, using an analogy or metaphor here, the simplest way to to have how I think of identity is almost like this coat of armor that we put on like a, you know, I can picture like a medieval castle with the metal suit sort of thing. And so I think in many ways, our identity is our armor that we put on to try to protect us and keep us safe from perceived threats. And so to, to backtrack a little to like, where does identity come from? And why do we have them? Um, you know, again, in our humanity, we have a need to survive. We have a need to be accept, to be accepted, to belong, to get love, connection. And so identity, I think, is born from that feeling of lack. Again, that feeling of being disconnected from our creator, from our feeling like these limitless spiritual, magnificent divine self with a capital S that we are, is housed in this limited, breakable body. And so in some way, we feel lacking because honestly, in some ways we kind of are. And I, and I mean that not in a gross, bad and wrong way. Like we said, both aspects have these beautiful and messy and fabulous, rich experiences to them. But in some ways we are limited and therefore it, I think, occurs to us as lack, like we're missing something, something's broken, something's not as it should be. And so our identity develops fairly young. I mean, really identities start developing as young as like four or five years old when we have language and we can start having thoughts that become beliefs about ourself or about the world around us. Um, and so, you know, like just as an example of this, one of my clients um, grew up in a very rural, um, poor area. Uh, her father died when her mom was pregnant with her. Um, there was a whole string of stepdads or boyfriends, many of whom were abusive and not good to her mom or to any of the kids. Um, just absolute craziness that went on in her youth. And she developed this identity as someone who really could um, like overcome. And, and honestly, that's part of my own identity being an overcomer. So it's not like this is foreign. And many of us in business, I think, are driven by this. There's something better that we see that we want to overcome. Um, she worked herself out of, she graduated high school, I think at age 16 or 17 as valedictorian of her class. She put herself through college. She's got this incredible life now with a great husband and three awesome kids and um, very successful business, multiple string of successful businesses that she's had. Um, but, you know, that identity is she has has to work her hiney off to, to um, kind of keep things safe, to protect the people around her, to get things done. Like you can't really rely on other people because they are not reliable. And not only are they not reliable, but they're a threat. And so this comes up again and again in how she's running her business and in so many areas of her life um, where, you know, she sees it. And one of the first things she said to me was, I want to know, you know, what I really want to get out of working with you is I want to know that I am worthy and, and deserving and magnificent exactly as I am, regardless of my accomplishments. Because her identity is very much accomplishment driven. Check off the next accomplishment. That means she must be worthy and good and right. Mm -hmm. She's like, I still want to have accomplishments. I still want to make a ton of money in my business, but I don't want my personal sense of worth to be dependent upon that. And right. she's made incredible strides with that and has made incredible strides in her revenue and her business growth as well. It is amazing that when we like one little realization can, when we become aware of the program we're running. Yes. You know, you become aware of the matrix that you are in yes, the matrix. Totally. I just watched that again recently. <laughs> I love watching that every so often because I feel like it is exactly like <laughs> metaphorically a reflection of exactly how we're living. Yes. 
I mean, I think it was meant that way. It was, it like, was yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's like this illusion that we're plugged into. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 you know, and once you see who you really are, you unlock infinite potential. Yes. And, and, it, and it's not about like being able to dodge physical bullets, right. but it's about, um, it's about being, being able to like, when you free your mind of the confines of the box, then your mind is free to create and explore and do things. And then you move through life differently. Like they were brilliant with that movie because they, they showed it through physical movement because you are able to move through time and space in a different way when you are not being held back by the constructs that we are trapped by most of us. And I think we're all trying to like break those chains. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just, there, there's so much, there is, I mean, we do have limitless potential. I know your, your show and your group is limitless entrepreneur and we really do. We have limitless potential within us. It's a matter of um, just first off, even being open to that idea. Cause, cause some people will be absolutely right. Self-righteous about no, 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 I'm, I'm not limitless. There are these things that are in my way, or there are these reasons why I can't do this. So first, even being open to that idea of of limitless potential. And then, um, you know, really like where the rubber hits the road is putting it into action. Those moments when that identity feels threatened, when there's, when there's something that occurs as a threat. And honestly, every time, you know, we started talking about going from good to great, every time you go to expand to a next level, whether it be the next level of revenue, the next level of impact, the next level of freedom, the next level of what feels like alignment with the lifestyle you want. Anytime we go into some next level, it's like this unfamiliar territory and that identity is going to kick back in. It's like you go on autopilot to be like, okay, wait, let me make sure I've got everything under control here and I can handle this. And, um, you know, we've got to be able to recognize that and go, oh, that's my identity kicking in again. Okay. I got this. Thank you. I appreciate you looking out for me, but we got this. We can move on from here. (laughs) Yeah, no. And like, it really is, it's the keys to the kingdom. This, when you start to understand this, then the journey becomes not easy, it's yeah. not, it's not easy to shake this stuff off. It's not easy, but, but becoming aware of it, like then it becomes, you know, kind of a game kind yep. of a thing, you know, that, that, and you know, that you're able to win it. Yes. You're no longer a victim of the circumstances or the things that are happening to you. Right. You're, you, you have some control, you have some power. Yeah. You have all the power to tell you yeah. the truth. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really like this conversation. I could just literally have all day long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this was, this was so amazing. And I'm, 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 I wish we had more time. I'm so excited that everybody um, has gotten to learn from you and hear your story and hear your perspective on this, because I think you've added so much to what we, what we try to try to do on the show, which is demystify the mystical and show you the practical aspects to all of this stuff that some people think is, you know, the, the energetic stuff is very much practical. Yeah. So, so um, thank you for sharing everything that you shared today and for yeah. joining us. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Is there anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with and, and tell them please how they can stay in touch with you? Cause I know they'll want to. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can stay in touch. Um, I, I'm on. I'm on. I'm in a lot of the places: Facebook and LinkedIn, and so forth. And YouTube, um, Spencer Snakerd at most of those places. Um, I also have a resource I can share with your audience. Um, so if you go to transformingmillions.com, um, it's a sign up for a free masterclass where I go through. Um, I go more in depth into some of these concepts about who we are as spiritual beings, who we are as human beings, and how we can really integrate the two. Um, and I actually share a step-by-step process of a tool that I walk people through to recognize, um, you know, when you, when there's somewhere you want to get to or something you want to see, maybe that great, whatever that great is for you that you're working toward, but you feel like it's not coming with the speed or the ease or at the scale that you want yet. Um, it's always because there's, there's a reason for it. And I talk about what the reason is and how to figure out what your particular reason is and how you can move past it. So that again is at transformingmillions.com um, free masterclass to guide you through that process. Beautiful. And we will, of course, link all of that up in the show notes for you. Everyone, thank you so much, um, Spencer. This was this was such a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything. Thank um, you for and, having me. And for you, listener, who listened all the way to the end, boy, do I appreciate you. We both do. Thank you for staying all the way through this conversation and being a part of it. And remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, girl then that's what makes you limitless. Then then you're able to be limitless. So thank you so much for being here. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.